Everybody, welcome to another episode of The Prospect. I'm the Jew. Obviously, I wouldn't be here if it was not for the security and safety of having the Greek with me. How you doing today, Greek? I'm good. I'm good. It's draft day. I, I've, I've been watching you today, and you have been relentlessly glued to your phone, I've noticed. Yes. So obviously, there is a lot of stuff going on we're going to get to. We're going to get to a lot of draft conversation. Is that correct? Today is yes, a big draft Draft, draft day episode. It's like, like Christmas morning for NBA fans. Okay. Um, but before we get started, you know me, I, I have to take a shot at Sikorsky. I mean, what did you do to him last week? I thought, you know, he came back. He was the triumphant return of the show's creator, the show's leader. And then one week later, he's gone again. What did you do? I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that this all just has to do with working on his little TV gig that he's working on. I think I was friendly and nice enough and, you know, kid glovesy enough last week to where I wouldn't scare him off. Well, I don't know, because it just seems very suspicious. Technology is state of the art these days. He could phone this in. I Anyway, I, you know what? I'm going on the record. I'm saying this. The next time that he's around, I'm sitting in with you guys. Okay. And I'm going to, you know, this get to the bottom of, you know, really what he is so afraid of. <laughs> Anyway, but uh, that said, I feel like I've, I've taken I've taken up too much sports time here. All right. So as I had mentioned earlier in the at the top of the show, you've been glued to your phone. You've you couldn't even finish eating. You were just constantly staring. Would you like to tell me what's going on with the drafts? And, and especially, listen, your guy, the Suns, your team, Bradley Beal. Why don't you give me a little breakdown of what's happening in your head today, in your well, world? We'll get to Bradley Beal, which is, you know, the big trade that happened, but it happened a few days ago. Uh, but what has really knocked my socks off happened about an hour ago before we started recording, in which uh, my former point guard, CP3, Chris Paul, love him to death, Hall of Famer, he was rerouted about an hour ago to the Golden State Warriors. And that is a brain-breaking idea. Chris Paul and Steph Curry, now teammates, two of the biggest rivals in pro basketball, now sharing the same backcourt. It's broken the NBA's brain. Right now, Twitter is is uh, kind of gone off the rails, and it's all because Chris Paul and Steph Curry are now going to be teaming up to try to get Chris Paul his first NBA championship. All right, so I have a question for you. So you're <laughs> you sure that this is all really happening, or is this another? No, it's, is this it's another? E, but is this another Elon Musk crazy conspiratorial controlling the Twitter feed? Uh, I, I mean, unless he has somehow figured out a way to brainwash Sham Sharamia, Woj, and all the other <laughs> NBA newsbreakers, I think this is legit. Listen, the guy's got a lot of money. You never know. Okay. All right. So last night, apparently there was a huge trade that was agreed to. It then collapsed. It then was reconstructed with a new team involved. Can you break down the Boston, Washington, Memphis deal for everybody? So it it's, just shows you how fluid the whole structure of a big deal like this is. You have a trade that occurs sending Kristaps Porzingis to Boston. 
uh, Boston sending Malcolm Brogdon, their point guard, to the Clippers, and the Clippers sending a bunch of junk to the Washington Wizards. Uh, the Wizards are trying to be bad. We'll get to that when we talk about the Bradley Beal trade. But about an hour after this deal is agreed to, the deal collapses because of some medical red flags with regards to, to Brogdon's arm or wrist. So the trade collapses, the trade's called off, uh, Shams or Woj, one of those two, reports that the teams have decided to move on and start looking at other deals. So you think, wow, trade's dead. Well, an hour later, the trade is resuscitated with the Memphis Grizzlies stepping in for the Clippers and the Celtics acquiring Porzingis like was in the original trade. However, the bad news on Brogdon's medicals caused the Celtics to have to give up really the heart and soul of their team. Marcus Smart. I mean, Marcus Smart is, he's an imperfect player, but he is the guts of the Celtics. And he now gets shipped off to Memphis where he is going to be the starting point guard for the first 25 games while John Morant sits out his gun suspension. So, I mean, a, a failed physical caused the Boston Celtics to have to continue down that road with this trade, but trading a better player, a player that's been with them for eight years and really is the heart and soul of the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics have not missed a playoff season since Marcus Smart was drafted to the team. So I was stunned to see Marcus Smart involved in that trade. Before we move ahead, because we kind of skipped over the biggest trade that's happened in the last week, which yes, involves please continue. my Phoenix Suns and Bradley Beal now being a member of my Phoenix Suns. There's still a lot of unanswered questions with regards to my Suns. Uh, Bradley Beal's a heck of a player who is making more money than many third world countries are right now. I mean, he at the end of this deal he's going to be making close to 60 million dollars a year 60 six zero he'll be making 57 million in the last year of his contract correct i who's the who what's the biggest number out there that this guy yeah who is he again bradley beal he's a very very good player incredible but i mean no one's worth 60 million dollars a year and i know i just find that you know i've heard of all the big names the doritos commercial endorsers all the you know whatever i've never heard of this bradley beal guy and he's making more than anyone well he's played on a crappy team for a while so that's why i know unless you're a fan like myself uh, most knowledgeable basketball fans. Well, clearly, I, that doesn't include me. Right. I, I, I would bet your daughter Gemma knows who Bradley Beal is. Gemma, have you ever heard of Bradley Beal? She's nodding her head okay. no. All, All right. right. Well, he's a three-time All-Star. He's a very good player. Gemma, I'm not... have you ever heard of LeBron James? Yeah. Have you heard of Devin Booker? Bradley Beal. No, she still doesn't know him. Okay. All right. Fair enough. But he's a good player. Now... He's not a point guard, and the Suns currently don't have a point guard on their team unless you count campaign. So the Suns team building is still completely, completely incomplete. It kind of a run on words, but we have to wait and see how the rest of the roster fills out. I am um, look on on a level of acquiring talent. I think it was a good move, but it's kind of a TBD because we don't know how the rest of the Suns roster is going to look. And I hope that this doesn't mean they do something stupid like trading DeAndre Ayton for a few role players because 
Uh, I really want to see DeAndre Ayton be coached by Frank Vogel, who I, I mean, the guy's like a big man whisperer. So Your I, guy, I, DeAndre. Yeah, I want him. I want DA back in the Valley being coached by Frank Vogel. I think that's a match made in heaven. So with those four guys, Beal, Durant, Booker, and DA, I mean, the Suns have as good a top four as anybody in the league. But as we learned in the Denver series, you know, it's not just about your top players. It's about the other players that fill in the edges and the margins of your roster. So there's still a lot of work to be done there. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to I'm going to say a little prayer for you on the D.A. subject. I, I sports fans, podcast listeners, prospect listeners, you, you know, I'll just let you know, I'm not allowed to mention this guy's name right now until all of the dust is settled from the trades because of the anxiety level of the Greek. So I, I will not talk about him. He's the he's the name we shall not mention. Yes. I want him in a son's uniform next year. We'll leave it at that. Are there any other juicy rumors that you hear There's about this morning? There's a lot of juicy rumors. Because like I said, you've been glued to your phone. A lot of them. Most of them are draft related, which we'll get to, but there's rumors about Zion Williamson potentially being traded. Uh, rumors. I got a pair of his sneakers. Zion? Yeah. The guy's a monster if he could just stay on the court. His problem is, is availability, which is a skill. And that's one area where Zion is lacking. But Zion's a big name. Damian Lillard's a big name that's out there. Pascal Siakam's a big name that's out there. Uh, but the Warriors are the ones that have really shaken up draft day. Everybody's trying to process Chris Paul playing with Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson. So uh, I, I have a feeling tonight's going to be a wild ride. All right. Well, let's let's leave the trade news. I'm sure it's going to continue. We might even be picking it up again next week. But <clears throat> excuse me. For now, let's uh, <laughs> let's get back to the really what I thought the entire point of this podcast was when Mr. Sikorsky started it, which was about Victor Wembanyama and his being the biggest prospect, get it, title of the show. Um, obviously, now he's going number one. He's going to officially become an NBA player. But who do you think goes second in the draft? Well, first of all, congrats to Wemby, our guy. Um, you know, I, I'm sure the draft card is already filled out for the second Adam Silver says the San Antonio Spurs are on the clock. Uh, I'm interested. I've heard some quotes from Wemby this week that make me a little nervous. Him talking about how he doesn't see the need to put on weight to battle the big man and players are going to need to adjust to him. He's talking an awfully big game for a, a teenager that's played in France coming over here to go against the best players in the world. So I hope that's just an eager, uh, confident kid, and he really doesn't think that way. But uh, the Wemby era, NBA era, is about to start. So he's off the clock a second after the San Diego, San Antonio Spurs go on the clock. The real, the draft really starts at number two. And there's been some wild fluctuations over the last 24 hours. Yesterday, Brandon Miller of Arkansas was the heavy, heavy betting favorite to go number two to Charlotte. Um, I mean, it wasn't even close. He, it, it, it's cut. By the way, to go on a quick tangent, it's amazing how guys like Sham Sharami are employed by FanDuel. And they throw out these, these little rumors and whispers and stuff like that. And they cause the betting markets to wildly fluctuate. Is that something the SEC needs to look into at some point? Maybe. I mean, people are betting money on Sham's tweets. So yesterday, Brandon Miller is the heavy favorite to go number two. Well, this morning, 
Sham's uh, uh, main competitor, Woj, reports that the Charlotte Hornets have kind of reversed course and now Scoot Henderson is the heavy favorite to go number two. So what happens this morning? The betting odds flip and now Scoot Henderson is the heavy betting favorite to be picked number two. So you see how these guys' reporting has caused these wild financial fluctuations in the betting market. I think that's that's a whole nother podcast that we might need to look into someday. But as of right now, this could change in an hour, but as of right now, it sounds like our guy Scoot Henderson is probably gonna be the second pick. Scoot Henderson's the second best player. I don't think that's really up for debate. But Charlotte has LaMelo Ball there, who's somewhat a similar player to Scoot Henderson. So I think when it's all done, Michael Jordan in his final draft as the Charlotte Hornets owner is going to do the smart thing and take Scoot Henderson, who I love as a prospect, at number two. Scoot Henderson, huh? Scoot Henderson. Monster. Guy's a monster. He's a stud. I thought that was like the guy from Narcos. Scoot McNary. Oh, well, you know, very different physical profiles. <laughs> trust just, me. Uh, all right. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, you hear the name Scoot, you yes. know, it stays in your head. I well, don't know. Scoot, you know, it's a Narcos guy. Scoot Henderson is a 19 year old wonder kid. He uh, I mean, we all saw him match up with Wemby when Wemby came over to the States for those exhibition games. And he had absolutely no fear of going right at Wemby as a six, three guard. So I, I think Scoot is built for this. And I think he's going to be. A tremendous, tremendous pro. Okay, Scoot Henderson versus Scoot McNary in a game of horse. I mean, come on. Uh, I'm not even gonna gonna <laughs> d- dignify that with a response. All right, all right, all right. Moving I mean, on, moving on, moving on. But um, bump the cheap jokes. Um, all right, listen. Without doing an entire mock, mock draft, naming a bunch of players you know I've never heard of. But why don't you give me the Greeks top five, which I'm sure our audience will appreciate. Yes. So obviously, Wemby's number one. We don't need to go too deep into that one. As I just finished articulating, I think Scoot Henderson's going to be number two pick. I think he's the second best player in this draft. You get to number three with the Portland Trailblazers. And the Blazers are a wild card because you have Damian Lillard, their franchise, saying he's kind of tired of waiting around and rebuilding with a bunch of young guys. So that's why there's been this prevalent thought that the Blazers are going to trade the number three pick for veteran help to help Dame win right now. So let's say that doesn't happen and the Portland Trail Blazers are sitting at the number three pick and they're choosing between college prospects. Right now, the betting markets have Brandon Miller from... uh, Arkansas going there, but I'm going to throw a curveball at you. The Thompson Twins, not the 1980s musical group. I was about to jump all over that. You know me. That was like a layup. Get it? Layup. Thompson Twins, 80s band. Yeah, not not the 80s band. Hold me now. Okay. Eamon and Austin Thompson, the Thompson boys, are both phenomenal NBA prospects. But Amen Thompson, spelled like you're praying, a like saying amen at the end of a prayer, um, he has been the fastest riser in the draft. The guy is a, a athletic marvel. He's a very skilled basketball player. I think there is the potential for Amen Thompson to shock the world, jump ahead of Brandon Miller, 
and be the third pick in the draft. So if that happens, I mean, people's heads could start exploding at the draft in Dallas. I think the draft's in Dallas this year. So I'm going to just, because it's boring to just go chalk, as they say in the business, I'm going to say Eamon Thompson jumps up to number three and is picked by the Portland Trailblazers ahead of Brandon Miller. That will leave Brandon Miller at number four for the uh, Houston Rockets, who I think fits in a little bit better with the Rockets because he's not a ball-dominant player and the Rockets have a buttload of ball-dominant players. So I think that fit might be a little better than someone like Eamon Thompson who does need the ball in his hands. And then at number five, the I believe the Detroit Pistons still have number five. My, my guy, Monty Williams, his first draft with the Pistons. I think they pick the lesser of the two Thompson boys there. Uh, so I think you have two twins going in the top five, one at three, one at five, filled out by Wemby at one, Scoot at two, and Brandon Miller at four. By the way, a side note, it's amazing how quickly people have just kind of forgotten about the fact that Brandon Miller supplied the firearm to a former teammate at, uh, I think I said Arkansas. It's actually Alabama where they played. Um, a firearm supplied by Brandon Miller was used by a former teammate in the homicide of someone last year during the college basketball season. It seems like everybody's kind of forgotten that that happened. Nobody's talking about the fact that Brandon Miller was involved in a peripheral way with a murder. So, uh, hey, props to Brandon Miller for getting this far and no one even bringing it up anymore. He's going to be a top five pick in the NBA. I just put that in the uh, isn't it interesting category. So those are my top five in the draft. Congrats to all of you guys. Go make a ton of money, stay healthy, and be great. Well, thank you, Greek. I mean, that seems to me to have been a very efficient rundown today. Um, we'll see what happens with Sikorsky if he makes it back. I, I personally hope so because I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to be here. I'm going to taunt him. But, we'll have uh, lots to talk about next week with the bit, start, start of NBA free agency. So me and Sikorsky can argue all kinds of merits of certain free agents as we roll into next week's episode, if, if he's willing to appear with me. I love it. Have you uh, had a chance to uh, to listen to any of the shows that you've been a guest on, The Kid Above the Rim? Uh, yes, but I have to admit, uh, me and Hudson are at a bit of a loggerheads right now over his constant criticisms of DeAndre Ayton. So while I'm happy to help produce his episodes, I don't want to hear him dogging my guy DA on the air. So I, I produce the episodes, but I have not listened yet. So Hudson, if you want me to listen to your episodes, Quit bagging on DA. All right, Hudson. You know, Hudson, by the way, is our nine-year-old basketball savant who has started his own podcast called Kid Above the Rim. It's out now on all the major platforms if you want to give it a listen. Um, it's very entertaining. Um, but in any event, thank you again for listening today to this week's prospect. We'll be back next week. We don't know who's going to be behind the mic, but I have a good sense. It's a for sure safe bet that the Greek will be here. So thank you for listening. If you like the show, leave us a nice review. Um, and until then. Happy take, draft day, everybody. Happy draft day.